0: Welcome to the DellingPod with me, James DellingPod. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest. But before I introduce him, a quick word on behalf of our many wonderful sponsors. Hello, today's sponsored ad is for an amazing Airbnb property in Greece. And I feel reluctant to advertise it, actually, because I've been there. And I liked it so much that, that it is the first place I've been to where my entire family said we want to go here again. Uh, I've never been to a better part of, of Greece than Kardamili, in the Marni, where you'll find this Airbnb. Uh, it sleeps it sleeps five comfortably, and it's really really well located. So. To get to the for your morning swim, which is what I did every day, it takes about five minutes walk through the town. Behind you are the mountains, the sea is is blue and very swimmable. There's an island you can swim to. I have never and I've been I've been to Greece a lot, I have never eaten so consistently well as I have during my stay in, in cardameli Every every time we went out it was an absolute winner. It is just it is just heaven. So I will put the details below and I you are definitely on to a winner with this place. I I recommend it highly, but but don't don't too many of you book it up or I won't be able to go back. Anyway, uh, other matters, please continue to support my um, gold sponsors um, and my my vitamin pill sponsors and, and and. the other things i've i've i recommend you you'll you'll find the find the details in the blurb below this one and also tickets are selling fast for my david ike event in in manchester on the 15th of november but there are still spaces and it would be lovely to see you there so so consider signing up for that as well thanks enjoy the podcast oh late i'm so excited to ha- I know, i'm not even pretending i'm genuinely excited to have you back even even though, because of the vagaries of of I don't know, Balinese technology, I I, I can't see your face right now, <laughs> but I'm sure it'll come back at intervals throughout the podcast. How are you anyway?
1: I'm doing good. I just don't get it. Why can you not
0: see me? Uh, well, you know, it's 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 the internet, isn't it? And it's and it's it's. Oh, no, but
1: it's. Uh, t- let's, don't ask let's me
0: start. technical questions. Let's,
1: Let's start again, James, because uh, I'm perfect here. My everything is perfect. I can see myself. It's being recorded.
0: Yeah, no, it doesn't matter because it, look, the point is, it's recording at your end, and okay. and so, so it's fine. So it, it, I can hear you. That's the only thing that matters, really. I was just, okay. I, was, I was, it was just, it was just pre-chat, you know, just sorry. People, people actually don't like. I know, I know this because as a, as an internet uh, as a podcast listener occasionally um whenever i hear the podcast people talking about technical difficulties I go, shut up i can hear it no. get on with it stop t- stop being annoying anyway what i wanted to ask you earlier was was as soon as the israel thing happened i instantly thought of you now was that a mistake? <laughs> Or, or was I onto something there? What, what, am I right in thinking that Ole has got something on this that I need to know? Because uh, there's a lot about the whole Israel thing, which, which to me, I, I, I smell a rat.
1: Well, I smell bullshit. So maybe that's uh, sort of <laughs> we're in the same area. Yeah. Do you know it wasn't long ago since everybody was talking about the Ukraine. Yeah. Then suddenly everybody was talking about uh, Maui. And uh, nobody talked about Ukraine. Now everybody is talking about Gaza. Nobody talks about uh, Maui, nor U- the Ukraine, nor other things. I tell you, if you are not aware of what's going on, please, I'm telling you, you're being played. We're being we're up against an illusionist that is trying to di- divert the attention away from all the time something new something new something look left look right look like, like this so to understand what's going on in Israel it's very important to get into a helicopter get a helicopter view of what's going on in the world and start seeing that things are actually connected this is uh, this is the reason that I've been recognized as number one by many on both sides when it comes to spotting bullshit and also um connecting the dots so, to understand what's going on in Israel, you had to understand what's going on in Maui. But, but I'll be happy to go into just uh, the Israeli part now, if you would like that.
0: Well, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do Maui as well, but 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 we'll, and 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 we can maybe mention Ukraine later on. But yeah, I suppose I'm particularly interested in Israel, not least because it's it's the current thing, as mm-hmm. um, NPCs say, but also because it seems to have many people that have hitherto been on our side and have been wise to all this all the stuff that's been going on in the world you know people who are awake are suddenly buying into the the stuff coming out of Israel and i'm thinking well hang on a second you mm-hmm. you you knew that 911 was wasn't done by a man in a cave you knew that you you knew about the the kennedy assassination you knew that covid was was fake so how come you're suddenly being persuaded that this, that this time they're telling us the truth?
1: Well James when you figure that one on please let me know because uh, I don't get it either <clears throat> and uh, mm. this has been over the years so many times when I thought okay now we're on the same like no, nope, suddenly boom and people drop, drop off to their conclusion whatever that is. What I try to find out is the truth, what actually happened. I'm not here to prove a point. I'm not here to put judgment on anyone. I'm trying to find out what actually happened in this location, in that location, in this location and so on. And so I would say that there are very strong connections to what is happening in the Ukraine, to what is happening in what happened in Maui, which is still ongoing, and what happened here in Israel as well. We're talking about the New World Order Agenda, a global uh, attack on humanity that is trying to push us into a one-world digital fascist state. Uh, it goes under many different names, Agenda 21, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the New New, uh, new World Order. It's this different names, the same very, very um, war, silent war, but on all Uh, different angles at the moment or different uh, levels. So we as a humanity is really being smacked around at the moment and in that try to for a global overtake of an elite few or they call themselves the elite it comes out in many different forms and they're speeding up the agenda they're ramping it up, ramping it up, ramping it up. So what used to be like maybe 20 five years ago it was still the same thing but then maybe one thing happened per year or every six months now it's like every second week it's like smack 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 you know boom 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 like this so when it comes to uh, Israel for anyone who's been there uh, I've been down there, I've been to more than 50 different countries trying to figure out what is going on, what happened, what is, uh, you know, because what do I know if, I'm, if I don't really learn from all sides and also try to get a big a bigger picture of so-called conflicts. <clears throat> when I went to Israel many years ago, I was absolutely shocked, I tell you that, it is a very small country where you have Israel and the Palestinians, the Jewish population, the Muslim population, the Palestinians and so on. What I, it's a very limited uh, area uh, land-wise and what has happened inside the borders created by the Rothschilds after the Second World War, it's unbelievable because the people that were, uh, the ones that, the survivors of the alleged holocaust the the people that came from that um was transported into this area and and uh, into an area where there was no israel before it was just made by the Western powers. They just uh, put a, took a pen and a, and a ruler and said, okay, from now on, boom, we're going to make a square here, boom. That would be for the Jewish population from around the world. Welcome to this. Nobody asked the Palestinians. Nobody said, are you okay with us doing this? Absolutely not. So when they started coming from all over the world after the Second World War to this little location, you would think that maybe people that allegedly have gone through absolute terrible times wouldn't try not to repeat the same pattern. But what we have seen, what I've seen with my own eyes and so on, I've seen apartheid on steroids. I mean, you were talking about South Africa being bad, Israel was Absolutely the same way, where the Palestinians were were treated like absolute, I don't know what to say, but at least you can say it politely, second, second degree citizens. You know, like they, and half the wages they had to bring, have ID, identification, identification papers on them at all times their cars had special plates on them so you could always spot a Palestinian cars. <laughs> they weren't allowed to date the jewish there was a, a whole like real racism going on and i'm not pointing at the jewish population jewishness is a, is a faith i'm talking about that there's a very brutal 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 uh, core hiding behind uh, the jews that are they They call themselves Jews, but they're like this pulling the strings behind it with a super brutal uh, agenda. And so the the people of Jewish faith have found themselves, the Israelis have found themselves in a situation where they're being told by these ones, real bad boys if you ask me, about uh, what is actually going on. And they have been pumped with propaganda that the Palestinians are terrorists and should be uh, feared and so on for many, many years. And so what happened was that instead of uh, people starting to uh, join in the same location within the same borders, saying, let's try and become good uh, neighbors and let's see if we can uh, live in peace here, it was the exact opposite agenda that was being used, where the Palestinians were being pushed out, were being put in refugee camps in southern Lebanon, were being pushed out into... The Gaza uh, area, there, the, the you had the uh, the West Bank, you had the the um, Golan Heights. These, there were being every time something happened, they were being pushed, 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 pushed like this. And at the same time, over all of these years, the Is, uh, Israel as a nation, or these this hardcore, brutal, horrible core inside it. I'm not pointing at the population. I'm pointing at these ones. Benjamin Netanyahu, one of these massive monsters, if you ask me, Don't, don't listen to his word, look at the actions, brutal mass murderer. But anyway, has been financed by the U.S. and others with about $10 million per day, per day being pumped in. What is that? When you start tracking this thing down, that is where you come to what is called Zionism. The pe- many people with uh, dual citizenship that are Americans in key positions, but also Israelis. And so over the years, uh, the suppression of the Palestinian people have just been worse and worse and worse. And the way that the Israeli soldiers, when I was there, i was shocked to the bone i mean shocked i've been to iran and iraq during the wars i've been to war zones and you know like there i got shocked when i saw the brutality and the ruthlessness these uh, soldiers were were the way they were treating kids and women and just uh so <laughs> i normally don't get easily shocked but i was there i was that really shook me and so <clears throat> Over the years also not only have they been pushed, pushed, pushed into small like, uh, it's all, it's the same as uh, like native Indians, you know, pushed into reservations, areas where they were, they're being completely controlled. Then over the years also the Israel have just built, uh, I would call it the the biggest open air prison in the world, in the Gaza Strip. The Gaza Strip is tiny, it's only like, I think it's uh, 2.5 times 4, 5.5 point five miles. It's tiny and there's more than a million people living there where most of them are kids and teenagers because the rest of them have been killed. And <clears throat> what they've done is they turn off the water, the electricity, the anything, uh, you know, has been cut off and they've been uh, uh, living without inside high, high walls with guard towers, minefields barbed wires, machine guns, guards, uh, you know, gated uh, things. So, and then in this situation where people, of course, have been suffering tremendously, at the same time, also the Israeli people have been pumped with fear about how horrible they are, how horrible, that's called divide and conquer. And if you control uh, media, which they do, look at the ownership of media and so on, one of the things that I uh, have been as commerce, uh, like almost a world-leading expert, is so-called false flag operations. It's a psychological operation where the attacked one is actually the attacker. The attacked one is actually attacking, meaning that if they get attacked by themselves, but if they get attacked, that will then justify them whatever they do to retaliate, because we didn't start it, they did. But very often, they're the ones starting it so that they get Justified in their actions, and the Mossad, which is the Israeli uh, whatever you want, sub, um, intelligence agency, and also security police, they are the masters. They were the ones that came up with this whole setup. I would say almost where they the motto is war by deception, deception, war by deception. So, uh, any if you want to comment, uh, James, just. Uh, jump
0: in anytime yeah yeah no no i i i'm i'm enjoying your your sort of description of the of the background to all this i uh, i suppose look a lot of people are going to say well how do you know it's a false flag why why is it but, how do you know it's not real this time i mean surely there are these terrorists called Hamas and, for sure, and they for sure
1: for sure so so uh First you had the PLO, the Palestinian uh, Liberation uh, Organization with uh, Yasser Arafat, which was, uh, if I'm correct, he was a peace-seeking uh, person who was trying to settle, you know, and make, it, make that area an area where they could live together. But that, was, that never worked out, and in the end, once again, if I'm correct, he was poisoned and died. So after that, there were unrest. And with these forces, unrest is the name. Uh, they, they do not want peaceful solutions. They want you know, stir, up, stir up so that they can get uh, the whole crisis and uh, war zone and all of these, that's where they really get thriving. So in this uh, area, uh, or era of unrest, there was a political uh, force created called Hamas, who was officially a Palestinian organization. But actually, what I was told when I was down there was that this was completely Israeli funded, but from the inside, meaning that the, that Israel, in this case, controlled both sides. And this is one of the things they specialize in. So <clears throat> when you control, this is also when you look at all of the big uh, major wars and so on, the bankers are very often, and the Rothschilds are, are find, funding both sides so that they can create the conflict, they can create all of the... They get the money for the, uh, for the d- destruction in the form of bombs and guns and all of that. And then afterwards they get millions in rebuilding again. So it's like, it's a matter of making uh, an absolute, literally killing in on all different steps here. So <clears throat> Hamas, I would strongly suggest, not Palestinian. It is that officially, but it is an Israeli controlled organism. So anything Hamas does, to create a conflict very often could be both sides that they are creating it to justify because every time Hamas sticks up its head, it re, the result is that Israel hits back and then pushes up more, 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 take over with new settlements, take over with this whole thing. So you are in an area, my friend Max Egan managed to get into the Gaza Strip uh, many years ago. And one of the things he wanted to do was help the kids just, you know, like with, He's a furniture maker he's good a good carpenter, so he just wanted to help peep the the kids you know to make school benches and get their education going. There were no nails there were no screws there was there was nothing you know because the sanctions were so brutal so here we are being told that they have like a complete arson of super modern weapons that they're funded by iran how how would the funds go in there i mean Israel has one of the most advanced armies in the world, the most advanced surveillance system, security system, infrared system, the whole shebang. And then you have mostly kids and teenagers that has been sanctioned for however long, I don't know how many years now, they have nothing, including water and, and, uh, you know, hospitals, nothing is really working on the inside. So, what they have been waiting for, wanting for a long time is an excuse to absolutely eradicate uh, Palestine once and for all. Just get Israel pure and clean the way they want it. So they've just been looking for an excuse. Give us one excuse that would, that can trigger this whole thing. So if you look at muscle wise in this whole war or conflict, it's like you got like an infant and Mike Tyson and, and you say, it's a fight. No, it's not a fight. It's a genocide. You know, so somebody throws a rock, they drive in a tank. Somebody throws another rock, they've got machine guns, like do 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 Somebody makes a homemade bomb that goes through, a fertilizer bomb. They send in a fleet of F-16 bombing the crap out of this place. They say boo, and the West send in like uh, warships. So can you see, is there a balance? Is there a conflict? So whoever would start this conflict would know if you're suicidal, go for it. Go, go, go. If you want to destroy yourself forever, your nation, any type of chance for some kind of future there, throw a hand grenade. And so here we have, On the the date of the anniversary, they love the anniversaries, you know, to recycle. So on the day of the Yom Kippur War, many years ago, they had, suddenly this happened. And at this point, for about seven hours, this high security, everything, alert, boom, boom, even a a mouse that moved near the border, you have Israeli soldiers that have been saying this, nothing could move in this area now seven hours all of these soldiers have been told no please go over there you move over there everything inactive no cameras working no sensor now just like jeffrey epstein's uh, uh jail wardens that went to sleep and all the cameras were there and he managed to hang himself really i mean really i don't know please activate brain does that sounds you know lady diana all the cctv cameras just magically stopped working at the time when it happened and then suddenly went back on 9 11 pentagon is just the most guarded building in the world where is all the cctv footage now one seat from a a gas station that just shows something in the background Oh, oh oh my god did you see that and then the fbi FBI went in, confiscated all of the footage from all of these cameras at the time. Have we seen it? No. It's when there's inside jobs, this is how how it happens. And you will also see that we have these images of like big bulldozers that are just breaking through. There are no bulldozers inside. They're not allowed to have this type of of vehicles inside. There, you I don't know. And so the, the media starts pumping out and here is where it gets scary because as far as I know, there's no sort of like, like if you or I would go down there, uh, James, we would try and find a balanced objective point of like, what is actually going on here to try and see both sides, what happened, who did what and so on. Here we have just like with Ukraine, just with these other areas, it's completely one-sided. And uh, at this point, it is completely pro-Israel. The the terrorists are the Palestinians. The poor Israelis have been attacked. And then we have these, um, it's standard also, standard procedure, it's the same template they're using. Okay, women and children raped and uh, babies in uh, incubators, there was this and they used that in the Iraq war as well. That There was a Saudi ambassador's daughter who was giving that whole story. Now we have it here. You always have like, uh, there's a live from BBC and in the background, well, maybe it wasn't BBC, but you have this reporter with a helmet and a bullet point because it's really, really dangerous. And then the background, of the building, boom, that has happened. Is it the fifth time or something like that when these uh, these things are organized? also you have to ask yourself you s- you see footage and there's like a high-rising building somebody's filming that building for any reason no and then suddenly boom 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 it's hit by grenades the one filming it was waiting for it to be for it to happen and so these images could then be pumped out and once again justify the whole shebang then they have they go in there and they say, uh, when all of this happened. I mean, I feel for all the people, the Israelis as well, that are in this horrible situation. Once again, now in bunkers and fearing and freaking out and and uh, horrible, horrible. Even more for the Palestinians who are mostly in the receiving end of this uh, this violence. So they would be they were being given 24 hours to leave the area. I mean, how how can you do that? If not, they would be bombed and so on. So they open a, a gate saying, go here, you can leave, go down south. And then they bombed that when people were on their way out. It's like, I tell you, when I when I listen with an open mind to what's going on, my bullshit detector is just like, on red, on red, on red, on red because there is no balance in what we're being told at all. And I would say, do you think they're completely suicidal? Do you also, Hamas, does that mean that every single person inside these walls agree with them? Absolutely not, absolutely not. They're not interested. When you speak to people there, I've been in the area, I've been in other war zones, the only thing people want is peace, calm, just let us take care of our family just let us have some friends and we can stay have a nice life nobody's interested in wars that very very few people and so here we have that hamas did that and that then resulted in absolute uh, massacres and mayhem i i do not believe this whole thing for one second
0: yes okay so let's let's take it step by step because i mean I, I I share your scepticism, and I've I've written pieces about this, and I've got pushback from from I mean from Israelis inevitably, um, <laughs> a certain kind of Israeli you know the sort of the sort of Israeli who who is I would call a normie who, who who believes that 9/11 was was planned by a man in a cave and stuff. So so I I, I think it's I'm, I don't blame them for thinking the way they do because if you're so subscribed to the to the mainstream media narrative you're never going to know the truth but um the uh, the thing that first sort of set my spider senses going was was what you say that this is the most heavily surveilled guarded border Anywhere in the world, and, and and as you say, and and as as Israelis have been saying, because they've all served in the IDF in one way or another, and they've often they've often served on these in these 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 zones, so they know what the deal is. They know that a mouse can't get past without without being detected. So the idea of people coming over on hang gliders, I mean, you you think about the takeoff point. You think about what uh, what it requires when you when whenever you've seen people hang gliding you, you know all the sort of the rigmarole they have to go through before take off so imagine how could the israeli surveillance not have seen various people preparing hang gliders to launch an incursion it's just not possible is it
1: I mean, now, James, we're on the same page. We're sort of like logically also, how vulnerable are you in a hang glider? Is that a fast moving object? I don't think so. If you're hanging out, they say, because I asked, okay, so from what high point did they start? Because you need sort of like a bit of a hill or a, a mountain that is not there to take off. No, they said they had these engines, like a fan in the back. They are like this, yeah. Okay, up against military Personnel They would take them down in four seconds It would just be boom, And down yes. But here They're suddenly super efficient They, I mean the Israelis Was completely surprised It was like unbelievable How, how, how When you yes. look at this From a logic point of view It's like ridiculous It's the narrative is like on a four-year-old child's narrative. No, it's, I, I shouldn't say that, because do you know what? When my daughter was four years old, uh, I was sitting one day and I was looking at footage from the Twin Towers, where you had these two, the biggest, most strong, uh, strongly enforced buildings in the world at the time, that was just dustified by the impact of two alleged planes with, that are made of aluminum and then jet fuel. They were justified free fall like that. So my daughter came and she said, Dad, what what are you doing? And so I gave her the official narrative because I'm a grown up, uh, you know, responsible adult to have been watching mainstream media. So I told her the official story. Yes, two planes went like this, boom, boom, boom. And then this happened. She was four years old. She looked at it. Then she looked at me and said, Dad. I'm a child, I'm not stupid. Why are you lying to me? And then she took off and started playing. I thought four years old, that is a mind that has not yet been messed up with or messed up. So here we have missed reports and all kinds of these year in and year out when it, it does not take any, I would say like how, if you can take a, a coca-cola bottle no a can made of aluminum that's very close to what a building uh what a uh, uh, an airplane what the materials of an airplane you got like two engines that is made yes they weigh like six six eight tons something like that but otherwise than that is aluminum like a tube of aluminum then jet fuel Fair enough, that was supposed to dustify these massive buildings so that they just came down in free fall, no rubble. There should have been 30 stories of rubble. No, even with the pancake effect, all of that rubble dustified what happened. Anyway, so if you can take a, a Coca-Cola bottle, empty it, fill it with jet fuel, put the jet fuel on fire, and then smack the the Coca-Cola uh, can into a concrete armored wall, if that wall... Justifies, then I would believe the official narrative. Until then, it's like Alice in Wonderland. Wake me up because it's so not true.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've got the we've got the implausible hang gliders and the bulldozers that they probably wouldn't have been allowed in in the Gaza Strip anyway. And then you've got this extraordinary time period. You, you said seven hours in which it seems allegedly. These deadly terrorists were given freedom to roam everywhere on a killing spree, without any attack helicopters coming in, without any IDF commandos coming in to I mean, that's not very Israeli behavior, generally, is it? The Israeli military is pretty on on it when it comes to terrorist incursions and, and people being taken hostage and stuff. They don't, they don't hang about waiting, waiting for uh, further orders.
1: It's like, it's the Israelis are very, very, very good as military. When yeah. when you speak to soldiers around the world, the Israelis are highly rega- uh, regarded, highly as being super efficient, super good. When it comes to war of deception, they are the masters. When it comes to infiltration, they are the masters. When it comes to alleged terrorism, they are the masters. When it comes to the forces carrying out alleged terrorism, they are the masters. When... I mean, where, when I go around looking for what is named terrorist around the world, I've been to hundreds of, of these places, looking into hundreds of cases. I've been told they did it every single time. I tell you, it's not 95%. It's everyone I've been looking into. I bump into NATO, Gladio, the Ghost Army of NATO, the CIA, and Mossad. These are the three ingredients that are just there again and again and again and they are highly highly skilled and super alert and using every little excuse to use violence so here 7 hours set do you know how let me time it it's from now and then i'll i'll get back to you in 7 hours it's an eternity yeah and an is that Okay, so was it like maybe five percent of the of the Israeli guards that just happened to be on holiday this day? No, it was all of them. What well, it's for for anyone to believe that? I don't know what it takes, but I mean for me, it's on a level. I I just don't I don't get it at all. Yeah. You really had to. What I use is formula brown logic. One plus one equals two. Is it? Is this logical? And not at all. And then when I see, I mean, I've been spending 43 years looking into top political assassinations, false flag terror attacks and mass shootings all over the world. Does this make any sense whatsoever? Yes, as a false flag it makes perfect sense. It's a classical false flag Boom, boom, boom. They're doing it to themselves to justify going in invasion, rape and plunder. That's standard, that's been the, the name of the game from day one, from many centuries back. Here it's got all of the ones. Do you know, one of my few heroes was a man called Fletcher Prouty. He was a one of the biggest whistleblowers from inside the Pentagon, inside the CIA. He stepped forward uh, when Kennedy got assassinated. He is the guy that is called Mr. X in the JFK movie. Incredible person. Anyway, I've learned so much from him, which is uh, what I always try to learn from the inside, instead of me standing on the outside guessing, I ask and I learn from the best from the inside. So what he said, one of the way, one of the ways to expose force-like operations, meaning that they actually carried it out against themselves, he said is, don't look at what happened, look at what did not happen. These are the signs that tell signs of that this one of these operations and so many many times when these uh, assassinations takes place where they're behind it or some whatever normally happened that should normally happen doesn't does not and here everything that should have happened did not happen for seven hours seven hours I mean, anyone that believes the official narrative, I I would strongly say, think again, please, please, because people are suffering on both sides incredibly because there's this brutal force behind it. And because we, you are being uh, taken for a massive right by mainstream media that is controlled by very few and many of them from the very same uh, power structure, the same network in the backgrounds, that are controlling the outlet of the information this because that is one of the key element in this operation is that you need to control the output the the narrative that comes out you need to control that if you do that then you can get away with murder literally
0: yes yes well we've laid the groundwork for skepticism about this whole operation um I want you to tell me a bit about something I, you've, you've discussed quite often before. I think it's a fascinating thing that increasingly so-called terrorist incidents are just essentially faked. They're just it's um, you get crisis actors playing playing victims and so on. And this seems to be an increasing tendency that that worries in the past you've suggested, yes, they really did kill lots of people. Uh, increasingly, they're preferring to fake it. Can you tell me a bit, a bit more about that?
1: For well, sure, it's been a it's been a journey for myself as well because I I was not aware of these things at all, at all. Like uh, uh, in the nineties, I I had no idea what a false flag was. I no idea that I had been taken for a ride, and that uh, so many of these. Uh, Wars have been started by force-like operations. So I believe that it was especially around 9-11 where uh, the forces that are carrying out, I would strongly suggest that many, many, many of these alleged terror attacks and uh, also political assassinations have been carried out by the same little power elite they call themselves the elite but they have a very brutal way of dealing with problems and also how the strategy the opus uh, the modus operandi <laughs> and so one of the things it's mostly in nato countries but also you got through the ca and the mossad they have been taking over country by country in many different ways through uh, staged coup d'etats uh, assassinations hits by economic hitmen or uh, natural disasters, uh, banking system also where they can uh, direct this whole thing. But we had the same structure behind them over and over again. That's why I thought we I was looking at a massive, massive, massive global problem. Now I'm looking at the same group acting again and again. So... One of the things that they had problems with from in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and so on, was mothers, mothers of real victims, because I don't know if you've seen that, but if you do something bad to a mother, she will become a lioness and she will not back down until she finds out what happened. So you have the mothers down in Chile and Argentina and these places where they gather to this very day. crying, trying to find out what happened to our children, these thousands of people that got uh, murdered in after these coup d'etat down in South, uh, South America, guided or controlled by the CIA, most of them down there. Anyway, so nine eleven, we have we're being told that about 3,000 people died in, in these two towers that just got dustified. Everything turned into dust. every no bodies, hardly. Everything just disappeared. And so the the forces that were behind nine eleven, starting having major problems with mothers. <clears throat> and in the beginning, there was quite a few mothers that died in car accidents, that uh, was suicided, that got heart attacks, and so. On. But after a while, they were this number was starting to build up. And I think it was around there that uh, somebody had. Uh, like they had meetings, I'm sure, and they were sort of like, how are we gonna do? Because the more we do, the more mothers and also nosy people like myself, are chasing down uh, our tracks, you know, trying to find out what's actually going on. And we can't, we can't stop these mothers. I mean, if there's like 69 heart attacks and 48 car accident, it, it doesn't, just doesn't work. So this is where I believe maybe they started earlier, but this is when I think that they really started moving this whole thing, where uh, sort of the crisis actor world got uh, installed. What what they were aiming for was to instead of having to move terror around, so that every time they had to they carry out an assassination or a alleged terror attack or a alleged mass shooting, and they had to go there and train people and get patsies uh, prepared and all of that. If they could control all parameters, including the victims, then, and use it as a mobile unit, then they could just put them into, mostly they uh, transport around in big C-130s military Hercules planes, and they're just being transported Uh, from NATO base to, or American Air Force base, around the world and then carrying out the same script again and again and again and again. I call them the global tour of terror. I don't say this lightly. I have spent years tracking them down and I had no idea that this was how they did it. Then I started seeing, oh my God, the same person in Melbourne as in London, as in Stockholm, as in Paris. What is going on? And then I started identifying more and more and I started tracking down the planes. I started seeing how the whole thing was being set up. So whats what we're seeing is the result of what the CIA named the strategy of tension, how to inflict fear into uh, into the population through random violence, random violence. It is violence that needs to be random. Not that there is a specific political target, because then normal people just think, well, they were going for this politician or that banker or whatever. It has to be random so that it will affect the population so that we, Will be terrified and then accept more and more control, surveillance, cameras, militarized police—you name it. Exactly what we are seeing in the world the last 10, 15, 20 years, where it's just been building up, building up, building up. So the random violence is the reason they hit train stations, airports, uh, uh, also, um, you know, like uh, places uh, of of touristic value. Uh, but and, and buildings of symbolic value, also national value, so that it will affect as many people as possible around the world. So in this uh, operation, this is where they have uh, like a mobile unit, like I said, with a director, with crisis actors that can look dead, can be interviewed, can same, follow the narrative, whatever they're being told. You have the, what is called controllers you got bouncers that would keep normal people out of the out of the way when this is being carried out you got military experts you got uh, experts on explosive pyrotechnics film uh, film acting you got a marketing unit also that is preparing the whole uh, outlet of the, the narrative which is the main thing because it's set up exactly like if you were being that they were recording like a commercial for Fanta or whatever but the reason these uh, staged events that are there sometimes the stage event are there for where the product they want to create is fear 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 because it's once we're in the state of fear that's when we uh, accept things that we would never ever have done had we not been very afraid so this is <clears throat> where they come with all the solutions in the form of more and more control more and more the whatever whatever but their agenda is all the time to focus the power to fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer uh, not only uh, companies but also uh, people and people we look up to and networks and all of it smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller so that it can be controlled nowadays also uh, the the uh, ai agenda and the digital development is super important for them as well where you have the smart city
0: and the fourth industrial revolution sorry if
1: i'm throwing out a lot of
0: um, no um, no i i just want to want to pin you down on on because it, it it sounds a very sort of um interesting theory that there are these kind of Specialist units full of crisis actors. Even, even as I understand it, with crisis actors who've only got one leg or one arm, who, which, which can then be faked to look like they've just lost it. Is that right?
1: No, no, that uh, that's amp. Uh, uh, what is they? What are they called? Amp uh, actors.
0: A- amputees. Yeah.
1: Yeah, amputees that are, but they're used when they need really gruesome details, just like in war movies. You know, so they use people that have, were born without a limb or. Um, or a lake or whatever, or from an accident and so on. So they can use that. But crisis actors can be anything from people uh, being interviewed after an alleged uh, attack, or they can be the neighbor or the local priest or whatever being interviewed about an incident, but they're in the sun. They're anything from that until uh, like people lying, uh, looking dead or uh, lying, screaming on in the street, not at, I mean crisis actors and the thing is also with the crisis actors that it's a very small community because this is the thing also where you can see them being recycled in like the, that is how I'm not the only one with many many people that uh, have identified people in the Sydney siege uh, as in Melbourne as in London as in Paris as in Nice where we see the same people turning up the Boston bombing the Sandy Hook with the same individuals that are being used and so I spoke to Chip Tatum who was a CIA whistleblower he was the pilot from Richard Nixon all the way up to George Bush senior and he was also the commander of an ultra secret hit team called Pegasus that was uh, uh, he was part of uh, taking out 14 people under the orders of George Bush senior he was his private hitman and anyway so I, he was also involved in so called false flags attacks during his career yeah. And so I asked him because so many people ask me, how, can, how come that there are no whistleblowers? Why are there no people yeah. stepping forward saying, I was part of this and I did that and, that? and, and uh, Chip said, it's very easy, we call it management by fear. Okay, so I said, but how does it work? He said, for one thing is that the, what they're using are often people that are not too clever. Uh, All the good actors, all the good ones with good skills in theater and so on cannot be used because they've been part of school plays or theater plays or, uh, you know, ads for whatever, you know, or in film. So so these ones cannot be used because they would be too easily recognized. So often they, they just have to pick people that are not very good, which is great for someone like me because they suck at it many times. Anyway, so he said it's a small group that we recycle so that we don't have to do it again and again. And he said what they do is they get uh, they get uh, seduced by a lot of money because the funds are unlimited in this area, so they get well paid. Then also they sign NDA agreements that will, if they speak, if they even mention anything, they can get sued from here to the world, to the moon or worse. And he said. Then they're controlled at all times. They're these bouncers or controllers that are surrounding them. You can see often when an alleged terror attack happens, you got people that look like former military guys, often in civilian clothes, but you can see, uh, you know, uh, the haircut, the style, the way they stand, that former military. The bouncers are looking out, away from when things happen. When everybody else is turning towards the explosion, whatever, they're looking the other way because their job is to control that nobody of us normal people get too close. The controllers are there to control the group, make sure that no nothing gets out from the inner circle. And so Chip said also, if they have any problems, like there's any tendency to mutiny or anything like that, he said, it's very simple. We just gather a group and we say. Okay, so uh, before we start the meeting, I know that uh, some of you have raised some concern about different stuff. And then they bring in somebody's grandmother or dog and they just cut the throat of them right in front of the group. And he said, that takes care of business. And so management- That by- that, wow. that was his his words, not mine. Whoa. His word. So he said, it's very simple. It's like, if you are a super psycho, or if you're a psychopathic killer or a soldier of fortune, You do stuff that we would never, ever consider. I mean, that is against all rules of being a human being. But that's what they do. You have a problem. Violence is the way to shut it up. So they cut somebody's throat and they said, well, nothing personal, business as usual. Anybody still wanting to talk? Is there anyone who's uh, not okay? And everybody just shuts up, stay quiet, and on you go. So the next Presumably thing is
0: these, these people all, all live in one place today. I mean, it would be too much of a risk having them spread around the, the country.
1: I think many of them end up in landfill and stuff like that, you know, because uh, in the long run, you can't re- recycle them, uh, you know. So I don't know where what happens to them, but it comes to a point where you don't see them anymore, especially when we start identifying them, then they disappear. Oh, dear. By, uh, yeah, so I don't I don't know what happens to them, but I tell you they sign a deal with the devil. I can tell you that they have no idea what they're up to. Check out the the movie "Wag the Dog." Super super important movie to see. "Wag the Dog" with Dustin Hoffman and uh, <clears throat> and um, my God, what's his name? Unbelievable that I forgot it. Uh, Robert De Niro. Anyway, that is so important. They show you exactly how they set up stage wars. Look at the Ukraine, that whole set of that thing, compared to Wag the Dog. And in the Wag the Dog as well, there is a crisis actor or, or an, an actress where <clears throat> they're trying to create the, the illusion of a war against Albania, to take away the, uh, the attention away from that... Uh, President has molested a child, uh, a girl in the White House. And so they're trying to divert the attention away from that because just before elections and uh, stage a war that does not exist to get the attention of the media to look that direction. Anyway, there is a a woman, a young girl that is Part of uh, being filmed as a war scene from Albania. It's green screen filming. She's running around in front of green screen. They're adding Dustin Hoffman is the film director. They're adding all the bombs and the mili- the machine guns and whatever. And they put a kitten in her in her. You know, so it gets more emotional. Puppies, kittens. That's the ki- way to get to people. And so she asked uh, afterwards. She asked Robert De Niro. So. Can I put this in my, my CV? And he says, no, I'm sorry, sweetheart, uh, you can't even mention it. And she said, But so, well, what happens if I do? He says, you will die. Right. That's very simple. And also Dustin Hoffman in the end of the movie, because he, he created this whole uh, scenario of a war, this illusion of a war that did not exist did not exist at all. It was all in media and the media didn't get it either that they were being played by the white house or these people in the background. So Dustin Hoffman, he was like when they succeeded, the president came home. He made peace with Albania in a war that never existed and was then through this whole thing triumphantly was uh, elected yet again. Fantastic, massive sign all of it based on lies, lies and damn lies. So, When Dustin Hoffman was like, my God, this is the masterpiece. He was this Hollywood producer, glamour type of producer. He said, it's the best thing I've ever done. It's amazing. I am going to tell the world. And and Robert De Niro, who was a fixer for the White House, he said, please don't do that. Don't do that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And the next morning he was found dead by his pool from a heart attack. That's the way it's done. That is standard
0: procedure. It's funny, isn't it, that they show us this stuff in films. They, they, s- they tell us what they do.
1: But listen, there's there's a whole different level to that one because they, in this, whatever we're living in, this matrix, virtual reality, illusion, I don't know what is real, you tell me. But anyway, in this existence we have, you have this these powers, the plus and minus, Good evil, up, down, black, white, all of this duality. and but it seems like if you check out the old scriptures and from whatever story you read, that evil has to present itself. It has to show itself and said, "Knock on the door and say, "I'm coming in, Daddy's home." And then it's up to us to open the door. If we open the door, we can only blame ourselves. And evil will always pre- uh, present itself as something super, super good for you. Oh, my God, it's so convenient. It will be glossy, golden uh, you know, paper. It will be wrapped in, but it's evil. So we have to be very aware of evil. And so <clears throat> evil has to present itself. And it's the same with these uh, these forces. Because of the law of karma, I have this from insiders, they put things out there so to show us this is what we're going to do if you don't react then the karma is on your shoulders not mine this is how my last name has become a verb hashtag damagard or hashtag is because once i understood that that was true because i was informed by an insider i started looking for the clues of upcoming attack in the forensic evidence and up to date i uh, predicted or connected up to two months before these things happen on international radio about 71 of these alleged terror attacks or alleged mass shootings before they happen before they happen so when when they present this whole thing because the thing is with wag the dog that is based on the monica levinsky when uh, the whole setup with monica levinsky that we were being told but it in in the storyline it's it's identical almost but that movie was released two months before the Monica Levinsky event even happened. Do you know, so, so that, if you ask me, was a complete psychological operation to mess with our minds to prepare, because also in the, in the year after that Wag the Dog movie was, there was three illegal uh, strikes uh, in Kosovo, in Sudan, and one more military strike that was completely out of the blue on completely innocent targets but where they were hitting very strategic points where even the the journalist in the end said my god it's just like in the movie they were telling you they were telling you this is what we're gonna do we didn't react boom 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 while we were completely focused on looking at the monica levinsky event that took months was it a blowjob? Was it not? Months and months, and the whole media was looking that way. It was a psychological operation. While they were basically going boom, boom, boom.
0: So, did you did you have and did you foresee the the Gaza thing? Did you have any advance? <laughs> Sorry. Did, did did you foresee the Gaza thing, or was that unexpected? It was
1: completely unexpected. It was for me. I was so in, involved with uh, with Maui and uh, trying to do my absolute utmost for the people there, so I was so not aware, had I been not focused there, because I very often check the the dates and upcoming anniversaries of stuff like that, you know, now we have the, uh, the Kennedy assassination here, <clears throat> 60 years in November, these type of dates, but also very often when When, especially when there are these Israeli uh, forces involved or the people behind it, I'm not pointing at Israel as such, I'm talking about the ones behind this whole scenario. They love these dates when it's uh, from the Second World War, the end of the Second World War, and also these different wars that they have carried out along the way, but very often on the same dates again and again and again. The reason is some bizarre, often connected to uh, satanic rituals and numerology and geometria things that can be, I still don't really understand them, I just know that they seem to be very important for these, uh, um, these individuals behind these agendas yeah. because they keep using it over and over again
0: Do, do you have any evidence that, 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 that for example the attack on the rave or, or any of these other things, that, I mean, how real were they and how much fakery went on?
1: The, the music festival? Yeah. Okay, so very good question. Because it's one thing to just speculate, it's another thing. When you, um, at 9 11, I go back, oh, I go back to 1947. 1947 was the first time we saw very, very bizarre fires uh, that had incredible anomalies. This was four years after uh, Nikola Tesla was murdered at the New Yorker Hotel in New York. Yes, he was murdered. And they completely uh, stole all of the drawings, all his inventions, all of these things. Four years later, for the first time, the world saw the main fires in Maine, M-A-I-N-E in the US, Maine fires. Check them out, 1947. That's the first time where we see these bizarre anomalies where instead of a fire burning with a normal effect of fire and heat. We see these things where trees are burning from the inside instead of from the outside in, there's the burning from the inside out. You have buildings that are completely flattened, leveled by by the ground. And next to them, there's a green bush completely untouched and lawns and stuff. Only the building, like super, super laser-like precision, where there was a major area, I think it was nine hectares, that many, many people were killed on the houses level and then rebuilt as what is called Millionaire's Row. Real estate, that suddenly, boom, like this, because the area was cleansed before. All poor people, eth- people of ethnic background, went out the way, and boom, they built Millionaire's Row. 47, then for 50 years, you got... Uh, uh, companies like uh, Lockheed, Martin, Raytheon, uh, Northrop, uh, Gun, what is the name, Gunpower, whatever. Uh, these, these type of companies are now bragging that for the last 50 years, we've been working very hard and we've developed directed energy weapons, particle, particle beams and laser weapons. Not a science fiction scenario anymore. Go to their website. They will tell you exactly how, what they can do. And so we've continued 9-11 very very weird things to say the least how these buildings came down the force to to pulverize to dustify these buildings was immense i would strongly suggest we're looking at they threw in all kind of weaponry that could be used Um, any kind from controlled demolition with explosives inside to directed energy weapons, to also where a lot of the power was used from the Brookhaven National Lab, Brookhaven National Lab. I tell you, very few people have looked into that. Check that one out with a particle accelerator, bad boys, bad boy, bad boys, on the same island, free site to where this happened. Anyway, so at 9-11, we saw very, very odd uh, anomalies when it came to car fires, where half, Like there was about 1,600 cars that popped in the area that just boom, 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 boom. Like this, where you had very weird things. Uh, These cars were like uh, engine parts made of aluminum. The rims, uh, where aluminum just became like water and, and ran down the streets. Everything destroyed the... The glass melted uh, like in fires where normal fire cannot melt glass like that. You cannot. Aluminum, you cannot. But here you had these uh, cars. Sometimes it could be (laughs) half the car completely intact. Half the car, I mean, gone. Just nothing left. Engine blocks that was just melted, also parts of it. Bizarre, bizarre. Tires, everything that was in what seemed to be in contact with metal was just heated up to incredible temperature at the same time the asphalt underneath it completely intact and a car next to it could be completely untouched and this one nothing left so 1600 cars there then over the years we started seeing oh my god directed energy weapon attacks because that is exactly the effect that can cause these uh, these type of uh, Anomalies, nothing else, not not a normal fire. You cannot get these things. Judy uh, Judy Wood is one of the scientists that have done incredible job around 9-11 pointing out, she's not pointing fingers at who did it, she's saying, look here, look here, look here, look here, and look here. Absolutely impossible. This is what would make it po- possible. Then we have we go forward, we go forward, then many many places around the world they've started a lot of fires very odd fires with the same anomalies trees burning from the inside uh, buildings being absolutely f- leveled with the ground cars uh, that are, they're just gone people inside them gone there's nothing uh, real lights uh, anything that is not metal gone melted glass the rims are melted everything gone and <clears throat> And so you have to ask yourself, what is being used here? You had the paradise fires, many, many, many of these incidents. Maui, let's not even go there. That is such a perfect example of the the effect of directed energy weapons. Breaks all rules when it comes to normal fires, all of them, because it's the other way around. And directed energy weapons is not super advanced technology. It's just like you have a microwave at home, maybe. The only thing you do, open the lid and then focus the the energy. That is what you do. And then you amp it up like with a thousand times, a million times, uh, and you turn it into a weapon. So in Maui, we saw the exact same bizarre, 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 laser light, how they just level all these buildings, lawns next to them, completely green, blue objects, Completely untouched, and then we had the Luton Airport. Once again, that car garage you had in Liverpool a few years ago—I think it was in twenty, maybe nineteen, eighteen, or something like that. There was about, I think, twelve hundred cars in uh, in Liverpool, completely fried. The concrete floor. Every, somebody was just testing, playing around like, <laughs> like this, also to divert the attention way So. Now we come to Israel. Sorry for taking you on a long spin like this, but look at these, we have all of these cars that have been hit outside hospitals, outside the borders to to the Gaza Strip and outside this music festival. Look at the cars that have been hit by grenades. I tell you that is so not true. If a grenade hits, you look at images where a grenade hits, that's made by explosives. So you got the epicenter of an explosion is the center where the explosion hits, or the the C4 or whatever is located to start with, boom, it detonates, you will have the most uh, impact and damages closest to the the epicenter of that whole thing. And then the further away from it in all di- uh, directions, equally in all different directions, less, 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 less. Here we see nothing like that. Nothing. Nothing. Instead we see the exact same anomalies of cars where no glass, no everything is gone. Next to a car that is untouched, you have the tires, it's everything gone. And very quickly you will see that in 9-11 and all of these other ones, the car starts rusting right away. Within I think minutes, you have rust on these vehicles also completely anomalies so and outside the music festival same there outside the hospital same there all of them were fried they this was not normal explosions or normal uh, car fires absolutely not The 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 glass would stay in there the things would be melted and stuff like that not like this here we also see you will see in many of these fires it's as if I understand it right, it is like if things is in contact with metal, that's when the heat goes up. So for instance, uh, there were several places in the Paradise Fires, also in Maui, where you had like wooden fence. The wooden fence was completely untouched unless there were nails there. When the nails were there, that you, it was burned out around the nails, nothing else. And it is exactly like, you know, you have a microwave, you put in a hamburger or whatever on a plate, you put the hamburger, the hamburger gets hot, the plate can be absolutely not hot at all. Breaks all normal rules. Then you put in a fork and suddenly you got fireworks because it's made of metal. That's exactly what is going on here. So I would strongly suggest these different things that is said to have been blown up by grenades or whatever, look at, look at the asphalt around them, look at, areas in the... Is there any kind of explosion? Is there any kind of epicentre, like a a big uh, uh, hole in the wall, in in the uh, ground where this explosion took place? Not at all. Not at all.
0: I've also read that some people have looked at footage of the rave and said these look nothing like people who've been partying in the desert for for hours and uh, on drugs, they all looked. Uh, their shoes were too clean. There, there were there were various anomal, anomalies in the photographs. Do you, have you, do you know anything about this?
1: I tell you, when you look at many of these photos, if you really start zooming in, you will see some of them are not even real photos. It's like it looks like some kind of Photoshop type of thing. There, I don't know. I have not seen these photos you're talking about. I. You know, like when when you look at photos from a crime scene, you have to look like this. And also, how do you know it was taken then and there? Normally you can get like, you go in and you get the technical uh, digital data from, so you can see this photo was taken by this camera, this, uh, uh, you know, lens, at this time and this time. But when you see these photos, it's they're always blank. There's no digital information whatsoever. Very often they're taken from screenshots from the screen and put up so they're completely anonymous, cannot be tracked. So I'm just sitting, I'm not, had I been there and even if I was in Israel, I wouldn't be, I couldn't prove anything except if I was exactly on the site when it happened. Because these things are very easy to stage, even though do you know, like uh, now there were some sweets that were said to have been killed in in Brussels at a football stadium. You can, you and I, if we are in, if we are the ones setting it up and we have the powers behind us, we could very easily set up like a very dramatic scene in a football stadium. We we go in there, twenty five people that uh, are in a group. Nobody sees us as a group. We go in separately. We go in. We have that part of the uh, of the the seats that are booked only for us, then suddenly I'm prepared with a a bag of ketchup or theater blood like that. You stand up, you pull out a theater gun, you say bam bam, I scream ah, and I puncture the, I'm talking very, very simplistic now. I puncture the uh, the ketchup, bloom, I fall down, suddenly you've got like, in these cases, the police, the SWAT teams, the emergency, they're always there within seconds, so they come, Everybody sees, oh my God, what happened there? Are like 30,000 people in the stadium, they heard the shots, and then they see on a big screen, oh my God, he's being carried out on the stretcher. <gasps> I was there, I saw him getting murdered. No, you saw somebody punctured a bag of, uh, of ketchup and being carried out. If it is one of these operations, it could also be a real event, but it's so hard to know, especially when you cannot trust mainstream media, which is no. very hard nowadays.
0: I tell you what, what, what um, made me suspicious, Ole, <laughs> and and that is, you think about Israel, how it functions, that that every young man and woman does time in the IDF. Hmm. It's a close. The, the, they they form close bonds. They understand the system. I, it just seems to me unlikely that we we know Netanyahu is a nasty piece of work, and and you know holds human life cheap. But I think given that quite a few Israelis are aware that this was a false flag, that that they're aware that they're aware that it doesn't add up. I think if if Netanyahu had given the the green light for a thousand Hamas terrorists to come across the border and get seven hours to kill as many Israelis as they like, I think that there would be quite a few people saying, hang on a second I'm not having that. This is our government is disgraceful. You know, word would get out. Whereas, if there are, if if, if they stage the whole thing, there are going to be, as you say, less angry, fewer angry mothers to to um, cause mayhem. What do you think about that?
1: Completely. I mean, completely. We normal people mess it up for them, so they need to get. You know away from causing these type of, of uh, things because also like these mothers they never give up so that for the next 30 years they're gonna uh, you know track them down so th- this is not good news nowadays it's since our concentration span is so short now we already forgot about Lahaina. we already forgot about uh, these things because it's the Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. There's a cat up in the tree. No, we're blowing this up. Oh my God, it's Vietnam. Oh no, it's Japan. So they count on that. That's what I'm saying. Something soon is going to come and divert the attention away. The more of us that becomes aware of like, oh my God, this really stinks a long way with with what is going on in Gaza. So they need our attention away. How can they get that? They need some drama. Something's going to say, boom, over here. Uh, so that the media will have an excuse to look that way and most so-called journalists would just follow they would think that they're doing a good job not having an idea how easy they are to be played i used to be a journalist i I know it from the inside but i I was from a, a time where journalists there were some real journalists i mean i don't see any real ones except individuals like us that are trying to do our best you know i'm i would love to just kick back and and jam and have a cold beer but what the hell nobody's doing anything that should be doing it so we have to do it ourselves but
0: um apart from the the suspicious cars with that the, with the that have burned in, in a kind of way that's not characteristic of grenade attacks or whatever uh, do we have any other uh, is it is it purely our supposition um our speculation that 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 this this was a kind of that there were elements of this operation which were faked. Do we have any other other evidence? Uh,
1: what do you mean by evidence? Because well, the thing is, I, for instance, if I had said uh, all of these Israeli soldiers for seven hours they were over there not doing the thing, if I had said that, it would sound absolutely crazy. Now it yeah. comes from the inside. They say it. They said it. Yeah. You know. So suddenly. That on its own, what on earth are the chances? That is unheard of, mm. unheard of, unheard of. Let me repeat that again. And so when you start seeing the buildup of these operations and how they're carried out and you see the exact same scenario once again and again and again, breaking all rules of normal uh, logic, then you have faked images i can i can show you uh, i can't share your screen now but i can send you somewhere you can look for yourself and just like this isn't even a real image this is just it looks like a photo but once you zoom in you see it's not and then you have these please explain these anomalies with these cars in any other way does the official narrative is that we're we're looking at this from a, a It's as a crime scene, I'm not putting any judgment there. I look at a crime scene, what could accomplish what happened here? And you see normal explosives could not. The official narrative said that was explosives. You look at the uh, characteristics of the crime scene, not at all, it doesn't match, it's the exact opposite. Okay, so what could accomplish damages like this? And we're looking with that type of technology is As far as I know, the only explanation of these anomalies. So then you have to ask yourself, well, who has this type of weaponry? And that's when you start coming up. This is not what somebody, you know, Mr. Jones has got down his back pocket. Absolutely not. This is high, high, high technology on a very high level. So who had that and why was it used here? And by who? You have yeah. to ask yourself these things. And then it's sort of like, can I prove it? What, what is okay. true? Does it Would it hold in court? Absolutely not. But it would, I hope, be enough for people to say, wait a second before I just swallow this and just like, yep, for sure, I'm buying this, this, this without any critical thinking, at least take a step back, breathe for a little while, have a look again, go in and look at the details. Does that make any sense? Then if you got a friend that's a forensic evidence, you know, a crime investigator or PI or whatever, ask him, okay, so an explosion or somebody who works with dynamite or in a mine or whatever, go ask him, dynamite, how does it work? What does it look like? Compare photos of real blowing things up and then that. Do they match? Absolutely not. So is that a proof? I would say if the images are correct, I'm just seeing what I'm being shown on the screen. So I don't know if they were taken there, but that's what I'm being told by mainstream media that I should be able to trust. If these images were taken at that time, I can tell you something not normal happened there.
0: Yeah. There's a a problem, of course, that that people like us have in persuading sort of...
1: Listen, James, I'm not here to persuade anyone. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not interested in persuading anyone. You asked me to come on. I'm here at service. I have spent 43 years of my life. Who has paid me? None. You know, I'm here trying to make peace on earth, you know, get this world back in balance because we are off track, if you hadn't noticed. And uh, I and many others have been standing, hello. Hello. Yeah. Something is going on, and it's not looking good. You it's know? interesting
0: that that you that I, I hadn't really thought about that before. That the word persuade it, it, is in itself loaded, and I suppose I suppose it is. I suppose that um, that Edward Bernays would have been in the persuasion industry. <laughs> what, what I was what I was actually warming up to was asking you something that's puzzled me. Okay, so with regards to the the Gaza <laughs> rave incident. Uh, my brother, who is who is as far down the rabbit hole as me, has a friend who, lived, who was out there when it happened and spent his time cowering in this bunker nearby, um, hearing, first of all, Arab voices, and then many hours later, Israeli voices, and, and when they were finally rescued, and he had a kind of traumatic time in his bunker. But the line that I heard was... He said, yes, oh, people were definitely killed. The people next to us were, were, were you know, people in the, the buildings next to us or whatever. It's quite hard to, and, and, and before I, I let you speak, another example. My wife assures me that she met somebody in her office who swears blind that she knows somebody who was at Sandy Hook and who was killed at Sandy Hook. How do, how do you how do you explain these these seeming real life seeming proofs that these things actually happened and that real people died etc. How does that work?
1: I, have I said that people did not die in Gaza? I have not said that at all. Hmm. I've said that a false flag operation is a psychological operation where the attacked one is actually the attacker many times in these operations even uh in so-called force, bank, including tri- uh, crisis actors sometimes the more dead the better because the numbers add to the emotional impact and that will then justify a harder game but many times the ones carrying out these operations are actually killing themselves their own officially their own people to get the numbers up there they couldn't care less we're talking about not somebody with a national, like, do, 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 do. We're talking about psychological, psychological killers that are in a power uh, attempt to take over massive, massive amounts of, of uh, areas in the world. So I have not said in any single word that nobody got killed. I'm sure a lot of people are being hurt on both sides and killed. And you have to ask yourself, though, where is the violence coming from? Where's the violence coming from? Where? What kind of weaponry are being used? Is it from inside these walls that has been sanctioned for many years where you couldn't even, when my friend was down there, they didn't even have nails or screws to make benches for the school. Is that where we talk that they have heavy artillery and you name it, whatever, possibly you have? Okay, so you told, told me about your friend who had been there and you say, first he heard Arab voices then he heard Israeli voices. Okay, now I'm Swedish, and I can also speak Danish. I can speak Bahasa I can speak Spanish. Me llamo Ahora estoy este. Okay, so what does that prove? Absolutely nothing, especially not in a situation that is by forces, possibly the masters of war of deception. And in a small little area like that, speaking Arabic and and uh, Hebrew, pff, that's nothing. So yes, of course, if it's a real event, it would be the Palestinian uh, terrorists. Did they see them? No. Did they see, if you go back in time, who was the one that blew up the first ship of, of the Jewish immigrants that came right after, at the end of the Second World War? It turned out it was not a Palestinian. It was an MI6 agent. Okay, then who blew up the, the hotel, the Ben-Gurion hotel? It was people Benjamin Netanyahu was directly involved in, family-wise. So what is going on? War by deception, and so was people killed. Possibly, I have no idea. I'm yep. sure a lot of death and damages are being done as we speak. It's horrible, horrible. And we, the normal people, not depending on faith or color or skin color, whatever, but as being uh, targeted by these forces, that couldn't care less. Even though they say they're on our side or their side, not at all. They couldn't care less we're all being victimized by them more. So, so that was that. And then you went to Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook, uh, I was part of publishing a book called Nobody Died at Sandy Hook. It was the first book banned by Amazon, you can Mm -hmm. download it for free, free on my website. Uh, And that is like, uh, I think, eight or 10 PhDs, very highly respected researchers and PhDs from around the world who have looked at the Sandy Hook saying, step by step by step by step by step by step by step. It's about 400 pages, read that one and then come back to me. So I also have a problem uh, because there's especially one mother that are doing TED talks about her dead son and so on. I can, I can say like this, if, if anyone died in Sandy Hook, you can chop off my right arm, I stand by that. So how is it done? That is a whole different ball game. And uh, please read that book. Go through the whole thing. Then come back. Let's talk again.
0: Yeah. No. Listen. I've, you don't need to convince me on on Sandy Hill. I'm wh- not wh- trying to. What you what you need to do is is I, I, I I'm genuinely puzzled how my wife could have met in her office somebody who claims to, I mean, how can that possibly be? How can somebody, how can there be people, how does it work? How 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 come there are people out there who relay these lies? Um,
1: it is a, it's a very, very good question. It is a, I cannot answer there. There are things called MKUltra, these type of things. I don't know how they work because for instance, this mother I'm talking about uh, who's, um, uh, giving TED Talks about her son. I mean, she sounds completely honest, completely true. And also she is in a group where one of my friends are close to her and she completely believes her. I'm just saying, after looking into that, uh, that whole thing for uh, thousands of hours, I tell you, that whole thing was not a real event. So how how this whole thing, i'm not sure how that uh, how that plays out i do not know
0: right right um can i ask you i i i haven't heard you well, obviously this is a, this is a much bigger question than than um to, to throw at, you at this point at this point but the manchester arena bombing that was presumably a a, a, a fake that that everyone, did, did anyone actually die there or yeah.
1: You're, you're really taking some difficult difficult the marina uh, no the sort the the manchester arena had the signs of in a false flag massive signs y- yet, yet again you have a lot of victims and you have a lot of families around that that is a real mind tricky thing how was this carried out how was were, were they able to do it not an easy one not an easy one to understand and yes some people stand up and and uh, talk about it in in my opinion i i take it easy with that one i take it easy if you ask me personally manchester arena 100 that that was some. but how they did it and how they did it with the families and these things how some of them possibly were victims also but from something else the the las vegas mass shooting is another one the tricky tricky one where was it the real event as the official story said absolutely not absolutely not not multi-layered multi-layered like that so so you're handpicking some tricky ones that are is difficult
0: for me to answer yeah um I'm Sorry. While while i've got you <laughs> the one Go that really it. upset me because I used to be a rock critic and I used to go to a lot of these gigs and stuff, um, was was the Bataclan. How real mm-hmm. was that?
1: I would say about zero. Really? And, and please understand, it, this it's not easy for me to say these things because I know for someone who does, who has not spent thousands of hours, I sound like an absolute tinfoil hat, Yeah. you know, up in the sky. So... I, it's not easy for me to throw these things out. Yet again, I've been interviewed more than 1,100 times, so apparently some of the things I say make sense, otherwise I wouldn't, wouldn't have been uh, welcomed back so many times, and also by major shows around the world. Bataclan, i even been there, I was there uh, right after it happened, because that is what one of the things I tried to while I was still in, in Europe before we had to escape. Uh, was to, when something like that happened, either if I was suspecting it, get on location before and try and stop it, or get down there as soon as possible. I tell you, James, shit scary. I I kid you not, because these operations, when they're operations and not real terror attacks, then the the forces that carried it out are still in the area, and are, are marking the area, not wanting people to get close to look into these details and the Bataclan was one of these. I tell you that it was a very scary experience for me to be there. But once you start taking it step by step, by step, by step, I've done many, many interviews where I take it step by step. Like I say, I'm not here to persuade anyone or jump to conclusion. What I normally do is I put hundreds and hundreds of hours into PowerPoint's presentation where I just say, look for yourself, look here, look there, look here, look there, look here. And then I tell you, most of the time, people are just sitting afterwards like, what, is? how could we buy into this? Because once you start seeing it, once the the, the veil of, uh, is being pulled to the side and transparency start appearing, you start seeing, oh my God, this is unbelievable. How could they pull it off? How could they put it off? And so the Bataclan is a big one. I'm I'm in the process of making a series of documentaries that I hope will one day uh, be aired on. On uh, well, good luck with that. But the aim is Netflix. Yeah, right. Netflix, by the way, who was funded? Fund, one of the founders was uh, Edward Banet's nephew. There you go. So we're back into the whole manipulation business. But that is a platform that reaches a lot of people. And so, what they get, they've commissioned you. Surely not. No, 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 no. But I've been contacted by film producers from different areas, and I'm very, I would very much like, and I made one uh, documentary already that as part of, we call it the global tour of terror, where I go on location and just debunk it step by step by step by step so that people can see for themselves, comparing with the official narrative and then what we find on on, uh, location. And... uh, So the Bataclan was a major one, I mean, for people who can't, uh, maybe don't remember, it was the Bataclan was just one of five or six different targets that day. there were a series of uh, cafes, there was the stadium, and there was the Bataclan, the music theater the Bataclan. But I tell you the, if, if, um, if you ask me, like, since it's only you and me here, I would say in my world, 100% absolute staged. uh, And the people that were carrying out because I think this was a hybrid of staged events, and one real shooting, there was one cafe where I believe there was that there were actually people being being killed for real, uh, which was um, uh, Cafe Mon or something like that it was called where there were three people uh, in black uh, outfits, military type outfits, that came in with machine guns and just mowed down the people. And within seconds, you had uh, SWAT teams coming in, dressed, but with masks. This is very often how they do it. They go in with the real shooters that are like professionals, that are dressed just like the SWAT teams, but without the mask. They do the shooting, they duck down, complete chaos, SWAT team comes in, say the SWAT team is maybe 12 people. When the SWAT team moves out, they're 15 because the people that have dunked out just put on the mask and they look like one of the SWAT teams. And that's how they move out the real killers from the state. Only three days after the Bataclan shooting, uh, there were three shooters in uh, Santa, uh, not Santa Barbara, San San Bernardino in California. The exact same um, description of the shooters in that place there, which was also one of these stage ones that were then blamed on a Muslim couple. Absolutely not what the witnesses saw. So, we're back to the global tour terror, how they're being transported. The shooters there got on a plane and
0: was transported to the next gig, which was San Bernardino. Wow. It's... I think that this is the, the, the third time we've done a podcast together, Ole, <laughs> and, and what's interesting is how much... How much my views have progressed since we first started. So when I first did you, I was like, "This guy is really out me. there with some of his," cra- you know. I I, I mean, uh, meet meet Ole guys. He he's strong stuff. And now I'm th- now I'm thinking, yeah, it, this all makes total sense to me. But I see that from a kind of normie perspective, what you're saying and what I've been hinting at is. Anathema, because what we seem to be doing is making light of of people's tragedies. It's 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 it, 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 they've it, it's it's. I think it's part of the psyop that people like you and me are marginalised as people who are insensitive. We don't care. We are we are trivialising death and destruction.
1: James. I tell you, I don't know a more caring person than I I am. I tell you that. Why, tell me, why would I spend 43 years doing this whole thing if I didn't care? Is there any gain in me? I've had people murdered around me, I've been shot, I've been threatened, we've had to move country twice, we had to escape. I've been, do you think that this is like, yeah, let's get popular saying stuff like this, I don't think so. Tell me what is the benefit for me? Absolutely none. But it is I care. I really, really care. And sometimes I even, I've been to many of these uh, places where people have really died, like the mass shooting in Norway. Why have I gone to all of these places? Why have I put myself at harm's way? I was almost arrested in, in. Uh, In Norway, I was almost deported from this country. I mean, this is not a comfortable position to be in. Why on earth do I not just shut up? And and, uh, because I do it because I care. And sometimes I tell you it almost like, like the souls of the real victims are calling me saying, please, please give us peace, give us healing, help our families and friends, you know, understand what actually happened.
0: Yeah. No, I, I wasn't really questioning your integrity earlier, so much as I've noticed. For example, I, I, I don't read the newspapers, but I occasionally glance at, at, at copies that are hanging around, and I saw, for example, I, I think it was either in the either in the Sunday newspapers or possibly on so, social media, and the latest round of Israel Gaza was articles saying. We talk to the people who had to deal with the bodies, and we hear their testimony about how tortured and mutilated and burned, and whatever they 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 are and I was thinking, this is just so it's cynical, it's so ugly. what is going on here? You've got the media complicit in this process whereby whereby it goes. You, the ordinary members of the public, may think you've had enough horror, but let us give you a bit more horror so that we can make sure you're really, really, really upset and you carry on being upset.
1: Either it happened, and it's horrible, I mean it's suffering, it's suffering, it's horrible, 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 either it happened and was used as propaganda, once again, to get the emotions of it's normal marketing. You were talking about Ed- Edward Banes before. Many of these things, it's just normal marketing. Here, they don't try to sell you a life insurance. They're trying to sell you something else, which is get upset, get upset, get upset, so that you don't think, and it will justify us hitting back. That, or there, these are real reporters that are talking to real victims that have had real relatives killed. Horrible, horrible in any way. So, but you have to ask yourself, when you see, when it's so one-sided, at least as far as I've been able to see, it's like a massive, massive push. Like around the Ukraine thing. Please watch the dog. Wag the dog. Please watch. Wag the dog. Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman. See how that whole thing was built up, where a lot of the footage for a long time was not even real footage that's shown up. Some of it was from... A computer game uh, called um, Mega War 3, I think it was called. Some of it were, we were seeing, okay, this is happening right now in Kiev. No, it was from a gun show in Houston. Now this is, a, no, it was from the Ukraine in 2013. I'm not the one saying it. This has been exposed. And it's, so you have to ask yourself when big, big stations like CNN are using that type of footage, apparently without not, without not. Without checking their sources, you have to like, what on earth is going on? Or yeah. are you doing it on purpose? Because you're trying to push an agenda. Once again, look at mainstream media in the US. There's 96% or more owned by six owners. I think they're down to five now because they centralized the power to fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer. So can you believe if, these, if the same forces that own media also have a lot of interest in the uh, military-industrial complex, that also has a lot of interest in the vaccine industry, that are changing billions and billions and billions of things. Would they be interested in giving like an objective point of view? Or are they trying to push their agenda for their benefit, where we are the ones that are the victims of the whole thing? I tell you, when you look from, from that point of view, it's like... It's very, very out of balance if this is supposed to be objective
0: news. How complicit do you think the the, the individual reporters and not editors Not at all. Are?
1: Not at all. Not at all. I used to be one. I had no idea that I was controlled. I, I was, no, me I, neither. I only, I only noticed it one time. One time, and that was uh, it. Was about a family where. There was some uh, thing about the authorities and the child and something like that. And I was writing the, the story and suddenly it just doesn't, didn't get published. And I was like, what, what happened? And I spoke to my editor. He said, I don't know. I have no idea what happened. It was just stopped from somewhere. Like there was this invisible hand that just stopped. And this was on a very low scale. I mean, a local newspaper, not a big deal. But that was the first time I felt... That was so odd. Nobody said it. it. Just ended, you know, from being a really like uh, front page news, big. That was best story of the day, and it just disappeared. Then another time, I used to do uh, music for TV4 in Sweden as a freelance musician, and so one of my friends was working at the as a graphic artist at the news uh, TV4 news. That's national TV4. A big station in Sweden, and uh, but owned privately. And so the, in Sweden, there are like two or three really sensitive areas you cannot touch. It's the alleged assassination of Ola Palme. If you divert away from the official's narrative, it's the sinking of MS Estonia, which or the accident where more than 1,000 people died. 1,000. Was, she was blown up and sunk one, it's one of the biggest mass murder in modern history. Okay, anything pointing that direction, you, you go for the same. So I asked him one time, okay, let let me, is it okay if I just go into a few of these? Because I think it's interesting to know, yeah. understand media, because media has such a big part of it. Yeah. So I once, uh, I spent 12 years uh on location looking into the
0: alleged assassination of the Swedish Prime Minister. And then I love your thing on that by the way. I've listened to it. It's an epic. <laughs> it is
1: unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's, it it I, is unbelievable. But anyway, so uh one time there was the you had the official narrative, the Patsy, the Patsy, the Patsy. And once you start looking into it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I don't care if there are official sources saying it does. It does not, just like JFK and Oswald. Makes no sense whatsoever. So there was this documentary made in Germany that pointed to a completely different area of where they also named certain police officers, right wing, that have been very central, close to the place. So I went to, uh, since I, I sort of was on the inside doing the music, I went to the, they were these hard-hitting journalists, they're really digging, you know, we're looking for the truth. And I went, knock on the door, and I said, and one of these guys that I knew from TV, he opened and he said, hi, hi, how are you? I said, great. I said, I have something that might be of interest. And he said, what is it about? I said, it's about the assassination. He said, so is it the official narrative, the official version? I said, no, it's about... Uh, the police connection and certain of these things that many witnesses saw. And so he said, Thank you so much, but no. I was like, wait, wait a second. I said, here's the VHS cassette. Please, you take it, you watch it. If you think it's crap, dump it in the waste bag. But otherwise than that, maybe it could be of interest. He said, no, we have our our company policy is we had to. There's so many different theories. We had to focus on one. So we went for the official narrative. And I was like, "What kind of journalist are you? That's not journalism at all. A journalist is like, yes, this is where we focus. But if you have something that could be of, of interest, let me watch it. Let me see it. Let me dig into it. No absolute crap. Dump it. So that was the first time where I just felt I'm up like a, a glass wall, and then. I spoke to my uh, my friend at the graphic uh this graphic artist because they he had uh, his job was often to go four a.m. in the morning, and you know for the morning news at seven. So he did the graphic stuff like that, and he said uh, they every morning they had a meeting and they were going through. Okay, we start with this head news and blah 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 blah. You do the graphics here and maps here and whatever, and he said it was so strange because there was normally it was like ordinary the crew the the in the office were the same people and a few times he said there were these people like men in black anonymous people sitting in the background and it was every time when there was around MS Estonia or this case and so and he said one time like uh, the main editor he was of yeah we're going to start with this Uh, we found some new uh, discrepancies about this uh, accident and then he looked at these people in the uh, in in the background, these anonymous ones that nobody knew who they were. And he, my friend just saw that one of them nodded like this and, or, or shook his head or whatever. And so the editor just changed his thought, no, we're going to the, okay, let's go for the, we got a cat who's uh, got stuck up in a tree. The fire brigade went there. And he was like, what just happened? Because not a word was said, not, but the ones in the back one was in power, and these nowadays are, has been you know, has been exposed. They were part of the Swedish psychological defense it's called. Now it's called uh, MSB, which is a Swedish type of uh, uh, FEMA, more or less. They were the ones that controlled the news that day. So who were they? And what power? And so you ask me about the normal journalist. The normal ones have no idea. They're just, oh, okay, so what to do? What what am I going to do today? And very often, there's like breaking news has to be like all the time. New breaking news, breaking news, breaking news on location. So they don't have time to dig into yes. things. They don't have time to focus. They don't have time to get a bigger understanding on a bigger picture. It's just like, okay, this sports star has a knee injury. What does this celebrity had for breakfast? Uh, X Factor Idol. Do you know, and boom, that's how it's controlled.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And nowadays, sorry to, but you got like CNN used to be like God. If CNN said it, everybody just j- jumped on the train. And then you have images coming from Reuters, Associated Press, Getty images. Nobody questions them. All they're Rothschild controlled, owned or controlled. And these ones are the, so often the fake imagery Coming from these ones, Associated Press, Reuters, and Getty images I've seen it again and again and again, like, oh my God, here's another one, here's another one, here's another one. so what's going on? We're being played from the background, you know like and normal people think I'm doing a great job, I'm doing my best, compartmentalized that's all of these operations completely compartmentalized but
0: okay, I, I get that, but do you I mean journalists are not supposed to be stupid. Um, They're not, and and yet, you, look. We've we've both looked at the utter implaus, the absurd implausibility, of the of the Gaza Israel um, incursion. That that the, the seven hours that wouldn't happen. You would not get the IDF holding back for seven hours. That you would not get hang gliders launching without being noticed instantly. You would not get the, the most heavily guarded border in the world um, breached just just randomly on because because for some weird reason the the security forces have been stood down that day none of this makes any sense to anyone with half a brain and yet i'd look in uh, the the papers and i see loads of columnists particularly the sort of the the right-wing columnists frothing with outrage at, at the latest atrocity and and uh, outrage that the bbc is not using the word terrorist to describe hamas and so on so they're all playing the game they're not they're not questioning for a second
1: you know this operation mockingbird how the ca has uh, on an international level been infiltrating media on a major scale you had, there was a German journalist whose name was Ulf, uh, no, uh, Udo Ulfkotter, Ulf I believe his name was. He stepped forward a few years ago saying, I feel awful, I, but I want to come clean. I had my whole career, I was approached by the C.A. early one in Germany. I was approached and uh, I allowed myself to be corrupted. I got money and the idea was that the CIA wrote the articles, I put my name under them, and they were published like that. He said, I did it my whole career, we have so many that are doing it. And he said, here's my book, I'm going to publish a book, I don't know what's going to happen. He was dead within months. He was dead within months. So really? when you look at how, how is this done, you know, not out in the obvious, but their bonuses, they're like, uh, how did your career go like this and this and this? And who is being moved into key positions? With, with media, the media outlet or the information outlet is crucial, crucial in the agenda on how to get into the mind of the population. So that is a major, major one. It was like uh, David Adley Phillips, who was... Uh, the chief of the Western Hemisphere for the CIA, also the handler of Lee Oswald and, and other involved in, in this whole thing, he said he could kill more people with his typewriter than the army could with their rifles. So then the media outlet is so important in these operations. And they have unlimited funds. So I don't know how they get to people. How can people like me so in for the Ukraine and, and you know they didn't even know where the Ukraine was like two years ago Ukraine is it sort of like in south of Uganda or where is it no suddenly boom Ukraine sent over well and was there any kind of balance in the sort of like did Russia do anything did who where, where was that no nothing all pro-Ukraine anti-Russia what happened the whole media did you see any kind of balanced reports nothing So suddenly Russia was terrorist state and pure, uh, poor, poor Ukraine pumping in incredible amounts of weapons and bio labs and I don't know was moved around and lots of billions pumped in there by Biden and other people that couldn't even put more than $700 per household when uh, Maui was completely fried. They still haven't had any help in any way or form. Don't forget Lahaina, do not forget. And so, what the media suddenly, oh my God, Ukraine, you forgot that. Now suddenly it's this. Now suddenly it's that. You know, nobody looked critically at Maui. Very few people. Why? Why? Why are are the journalists not there now on location? Have you seen any journalists from abroad being there? I haven't. I've just seen people on location being harassed by police or people in police uniforms. I tell you, these are not police. These road workers, these police officers, these uh, anonymous uh, vehicles on Maui with foreign number plates. Where the hell did they they come from? This is an operation.
0: But it's also kind of suspicious, isn't it? That the the, the chief of police is the same guy who was in Las Vegas when the the shooting happened there. And he mysteriously got... Got moved over to to Maui.
1: No, to not renewal. mysteriously. Not <laughs> mysteriously. He was moved. He was paid. He was his money. He got raised thirty percent. He was paid fifty thousand to move to Maui. He was in an election for president, where he no, for sheriff. Uh, he bypassed three other uh, people there, locals. And normally the rules said you had to live in Maui, on Maui for one year before you can even apply. Sorry, he just bypassed the wall. He brought his second in charge, Charles Hanks, the third. Also, absolute failures if you look at what happened in Las Vegas. It took them 72 minutes to locate the shooter. Even though, if you listen to the official story, the shooter was on the 32nd floor, firing nonstop for 72 minutes, while the police was like, where is he? Where is he? I say, maybe follow the sound follow the sound and then they managed to get there after 72 minutes and he had suicided in himself oh what a pity okay so that on its own he should have been fired his ass should have been just kicked to alaska somewhere no instead he got promoted and so what was his role there he was incident manager what does that even mean incident manager so he was moved to maui at the same time, also, the governor was replaced. The Josh Green came in. You had the mayor came absolutely new. You have then uh, John Pelletier, which actually means uh, skin, you know, the skinner, ripped yeah. the skin of bodies. That's his last name, charming guy. So he came in to Maui, made the police station so horrible that people just started quitting in the masses. Then they were on the news because it was, it was just horrible. His secretary, uh, who had been working there for 32 years suddenly died in a car accident. Absolutely bizarre car accident where she, four o'clock in the morning, was helping her daughter to deliver newspapers and then somebody snatched her handbag. So she jumped into the car and left her daughter and got into a high speed chase that ended up with her crashing into a tree that was unhurt. Uh, but she was dead in that thing, shot up forever. Terry Jones was her name. So and and then all of these things moved in. So at the same time, there was a whole setup with a smart island, the whole city for years, for years, where Maui was supposed to, or is supposed to be the first smart island in the world where everything is a digital smart grid controlled by AI. They had the architect plans, everything was set for the smart city. Then you had in the months or the year following up there was a massive land grab so that they controlled through people like oprah they started controlling the the short of the road they st- they started uh, possessing massive areas of the land but the lahaina that area which is the key thing on its uh, western west coast you know sunset that whole thing and controlled it used to be the uh, this king city on on Maui and was controlled by the Hawaiian families that would just for generations saying, we're not selling, we are not selling. And so what happened? That exact area got blocked off this day with roadblocks. They redirected people down there from the bypass. They got the tourists out and then they blocked in the locals and they kept pushing them into this like rodeo cattle thing and then blocked it off so that they could be absolutely fried. They were held in there when they were being fried by these weapons. At the same time, in the morning, the, electricity, the the cell phone, internet, that's one of the things you will find with these operations. They cut off the phone lines so that the cell phones don't work. Also, you can't film, you can't take photos. It's, it's, uh, most of them doesn't work. Some does, but there should have been hundreds and hundreds of videos we don't see. But anyway, so also the electricity was shut down six hours before. The sirens that was there normally—they they got an incredible system with sirens. There are eighty sirens on Maui, all of them were just turned off this day. They didn't work. Oh, then they were sending out—they were supposed to send out alerts. Nobody received an alert. Then, in once the fire was going, the water was turned off. The water was turned off so that they couldn't turn it off. And then as soon as this whole happened, what, ha- what went on was uh, this incredible campaign to save the people there and help them with uh, anything. No, 700 per household and just fuck off. That was when Biden came and said, we look forward to see FEMA finish the work. FEMA finished their job. FEMA was there before it happened. The Red Cross was there before that happened. The ones that should be there were at conferences on other islands. Did they come back when all hell started on Maui? No, they waited till the day after. Okay, so who could have carried out these laser-like attacks? Were there any kind of laser stuff like that as a preparation? Yes, in January of 2023, there was on the local news that they said that, well, if you see green lasers coming from the sky, do not worry because it's the American uh, army corps that are there to map the islands, okay? So the American Army Corps were there to map the islands. Also, the American Army Corps had been there also in Florida, California, and on Maui, saying Operation Blue Roof, which was giving out blue tarp for free to buildings that would be helped in the case of hurricanes. Now it turns out that the laser used, or the directed ending, the lasers that were used on Maui did not touch blue items. It was, it's a blue laser that does not, it affects everything else but blue. So all of the things that was marked with blue, including blue roofs and all of that, all the Tom Hanks and Oprah and all of that, they just happened to have these blue roofs, out of nowhere. Wow. And so, so the army corps were there, boom. Then you had the US Space Force, that was the one that carried out this operation. I swear on my life, you can chop my head off if they were not the ones carrying out. Where did they have? They have on the on the island next to uh, Maui, on the western island, that is is 098, That's uh, percent by this multi multi billionaire. That uh, uh, he's a super suspicious guy. But anyway, the two percent that is left there is the Kiana Space Force uh, base there. And then on Maui itself, you got another one called the space, the Maui uh, Satellite and. These ones are connected to Fort Kirkland in New Mexico and specializing in what they call warfighters, which is fighters sitting with the uh, virtual reality type of things, where they can shoot with directed energy weapons. The exact weaponry that they are using was used there, where the emblem on the Space Force is even three laser lights going down to the island of Hawaii. That's the emblem they've got on. It's a new new installation with incredible weaponry that is being used there. <laughs> and they were just few days after they left Maui as an absolute, they were celebrating in Colorado and at the U.S., the headquarters of the U.S. Space Force, they were celebrating and saying that uh, uh, it went under the name of Exercise, uh, ex, um, exercise Talisman Sabre 22E. That was the exercise before, and then they went live. Which is why I am not comfortable being on Bali because Indonesia was doing, was also part of that exercise. As many other uh, uh, nations with Paradise Islands, just like Maui, Bali, they're very similar. And also with plans on on making them into smart islands. So the whole setup there, I tell you, well,
0: only. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know any of this, and I'm really glad that you um you. You digressed onto onto, onto Maui because because you're the first person I've spoken to who's given me a really. I can
1: go on for hours about this poor poor. Look, what? Sorry, James. I know you want to finish, maybe, but I'm telling you. So, what happened after this whole thing? You know, was there the whole world helping? Absolutely not. Instead, even local restaurants were trying to hand out food to the people, the survivors. This was confiscated by FEMA and put into landfill. What the hell? Like where's the toilet, where's water, where's fuel? No, all of this was being stopped at the same time as you had big C-130 Hercules planes flying in and out while there are also like more than 1,200 school kids that are still missing. And where are the parents?
0: Yeah. How many twelve hundred. Twelve hundred
1: are still unaccounted for.
0: You see, okay, mm. Ole. O- 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 this is this is interesting. I, I I I did a podcast recently with Ed Dowd, um, and I'm a great fan of Ed's. He's been very good on vaccine injury and stuff. But he lives on Maui, and when I and he's been involved in the kind of the you know helping people out. But when I asked him about directed energy weapons and stuff, he was very cagey, dismissive even. I mean, do you have any theories on that? For one thing, it's super scary. If what I say is true,
1: this is very uncomfortable because it is like this. the U.S. Space Force have this saying... Um, it's in Latin, I, I forgot the Latin words, but it means always above. And I mean how do you defend yourself against that? When you look at the damages to the buildings, when you look at the laser light, you know, surge like exactly like this, following the streets, where you can see the lawns are completely untouched. The houses, some houses are completely flattened. The house next to it, nothing. And when you start looking into what was, uh, they had the the mapping and the architect uh, uh, sketches and the whole thing marked for the smart cities. You will see that all of the buildings that were there to be part of the new smart city, smart island grid, they are left and all of the ones that are not there, the ones, most of them owned by Hawaiians, all of the ones by Hawaiians are just gone. Where many of them, also the families and the complete families Gone. Nobody knows where what happened to them, but also that oh, you've also got an incredible land grab going on, where the governors, all of them, are trying to grab the the uh, the land and the properties from the people there, where they they can't even get you know a break or breathe or whatever. They're being forced forced off their land, where they change also the regulations. That all of that was changed. Uh, the months upcoming to this whole thing including for the sacred spaces and on Maui where they took away all p- protection of these things so that once the, the whole thing opened up boom it was open for this land grab and Governor Josh Green he, he kept saying right after it happened now it's just a matter of let's see how the government uh, might be able to take over the land
0: yes they're, they're, they're extraordinarily brazen aren't they in the, in the way that they that the they don't bother to hide their, their evil um, i was just they're going to many, ask you but what...
1: many times in these operations they're untouchable because they've been told you know the thing is if anyone gets nailed for it or goes down for it is or it the whole card the house of cards can collapse so that yeah. is why with assassination and many of these other operations they are kept they would be kept outside until one day where the whole thing falls apart
0: um just a couple, a couple of things I, I i want to ask you before before we before we go it's been great talking to you Um, really enjoyed this um the um did you ever go through a a, a phase that i i went through where i imagined that trump was one of the good guys did you ever I, have I, that I, no because
1: no. Uh, <laughs> I, on that level i don't listen to people at all I okay
0: mean, the the, the anyways now because going, I,
1: no, because uh, if you see up on that level,
0: yeah.
1: it's you are not allowed up there if you're not one of theirs. The right. only one that had been almost getting up there is Ro- Ross Perot, but they got to him through uh, his daughter. I even, uh, uh, Chip Tatum, that I mentioned before, the assassin of George Bush, was given the task to take Ross Perot out. And he refused. That was how he ended his career. He refused, but then they scared off Ross Perot anyway, because he had the money to do it himself. And then we have Donald Trump, who is the other one who had the finances to do it himself, which was when he stepped forward, I thought, I don't know, he is possibly one of them that is for real. But have I listened to any of the maybe two and a half minutes in total? I don't because so many of the things, you know, drain the swamp and release the documents and really what happened? Nothing, Nothing. happened really. Some happened, no. but not a lot. And instead, if you look at his actions, I would strongly suggest it's it's a lot more like a joker in the game than anything else because it's sort of like You have a lot of things going on and then suddenly there's complete diversion. Let's buy Greenland. What, what, what? Or let's build a a wall towards Mexico and let the Mexican build it. You know, so media just, whoa, like this, instead of seeing what is actually going on at the time when these things were said. Because then you start seeing, whoa, is this a matter of deception or manipulation or is it for real or is it not? It's a tricky one. So I I, I tell you, if you are waiting for heroes to come and save you, it's not happening. The one you've been waiting for is you. The one I've been waiting for is him.
0: We, the, we the, the only reason I mentioned Trump was because who was the guy who was behind Space Force? I know. That was Trump's baby, wasn't it? He was got really excited about it. And I remember at the time when it was announced, I think some of us who were still naive thought that the Space Force was going to be the agency of the military which was free from the corruption and sort of cabal loyalty of all the other branches of the military and now i I, having spoken to you and realized that it's the space force in charge of the directed energy weapons it 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 kind of all makes sense that that there are no heroes
1: there are heroes but not the ones we're being told about yeah and and speaking of that I, it it was so sad for me to hear Robert Kennedy, like a few weeks before uh, this whole thing. I think he's been amazing during the COVID operation. He's been really showing incredible courage standing up against Fauci and, and these others. And then just a few weeks before this whole thing happened in Gaza, he was doing, If it's if this was not manipulated footage, I don't know, nowadays it's very hard to know, but suddenly he was sitting there on a Jewish platform Talking about how incredible the IDF was, these in- amazing soldiers, how they only focus on military targets, how they treat everybody with such respect, I was like, "What on earth are you saying? What are you saying? Either you are completely manipulated, or you have no clue what you're talking about, because that is not reality.
0: So yeah,
1: one, once uh- again, don't wait for the heroes out there.
0: No and talking of which before we go when when are you and I going to get bumped off I
1: tell you many many people have said well if you if you say what if I start again, if what you say is true, why are you still alive? I mean what to say, what can I answer I mean they've tried several times, but I really believe also that truth is incredible, you know, and uh, and love is the highest frequency of them all. And what we're up against it, on a spiritual level, it's a war between good and evil. And it's for us to choose what side we want to be on, who we want to be as, as people, why we our souls have chosen to come down at this time. Because this is one hell of a ride at the moment. It is everything but boring. And we're being tested on a daily basis from all different directions. Who are you? Who are, Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? so it's up to us you know we can be absolute wimps and cowards or we can become our own heroes and we can be a mess serial killer if you want or you can become a saint it's all up to us so yes so but i've been i don't know i can't see them but i've been told by quite a few people that i'm surrounded by angels and that is the reason i'm still here i don't know if so i thank them on a daily basis because i like being here i don't like pain and I'm, I really, really feel extremely grateful to be alive in this beautiful world. And if you look where evil comes from, it very often comes from these screens in front of us. Many of them labelled smart, but actually that's a misspelling. The correct spelling is E-B-I-L.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. Ole, it's been lovely talking to you. Um, have, a, have a lovely rest of the day on Bali although well, by the sound it's a lot of motorbike noises in Bali by the sounds of your yeah we're quite close to a road here so sorry about that no no no, no I'm just thinking more for you well, do, I suppose you get used to it after a while
1: I think it's the microphone picking it up because uh, we live in a small little neighbourhood uh, you know there's a tiny little road here
0: ah oh well, that's it yeah I get I get annoyed by the by the wind turbine noise I don't know if you've got any wind turbines in Bali probably not nope No Um, Oli tell people where they can find you find your stuff I'm here my website if that was what
1: you asked for is uh, lightonconspiracies.com because this is uh, it's a name my sweetheart came up with and I it's exactly what I tried to do put the light into the dark into the belly of the beast and in a non-violent way try to expose and make things transparent I think the future should be transparent show us what's going on show us the truth and then it's up to us to to make whatever we want of it but it's like when we're in this world of complete deception and manipulation and propaganda It no wonder that many of us are very confused and sad and uh, in despair and so on when actually life is so so beautiful and so valuable so we've led some super psychos uh Get into power positions. It's time for us to let the truth get us back in in balance. And this is by taking the power back, not in with violence, but not buying into the bullshit. Let you become aware of like whoa, 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 because before the next thing happened, how am I been able to predict 71 of these things up to two months before they happen if they were real events? I'm saying. So many of the things that you're being told, all of this horror and violence and this and that, it's just not true. It is true propaganda and it's very, we're up against the biggest propaganda machine the world has ever seen. So we should salute each other that we're still standing and have some some kind of balance inside. So it's, yeah, we're in interesting times, big waves but always ask yourself who benefits from me believing what I've just been told if it's fear based wait for the solution problem reaction solution they create the problems for, to get the reaction <gasps> oh my god and then they come with the solution just wait for it they will see it will come very fast nowadays because so before we get to change the channel so light on conspiracies dot com that's my american voice and uh, if you don't mind, I would like to finish with a prayer. Mm. I'm not religious, uh, but I am a spiritual being, and it goes like this. May the entire universe be filled with peace and joy, love and light. May everyone, and especially the ones who hurt us, especially the ones who hurt us, be filled with peace and joy, love and light. May the light of truth overcome all of darkness, so victory to that light. The thing is, James, if you haven't noticed, the worst assholes in your life are the best teachers. And here we have some incredible super psychos that are helping us to become so awake because apparently we've been too lazy to get off our butt and do something and care about other people. So we let we've had to get these individuals in a situation where it's so obvious, it's so obvious, if you just open your eyes a little bit, you will start seeing what's actually going on, so it's thanks to them, thanks to them, on a spiritual level, you have to thank them, because, uh, not on a street level, because here they're absolute horror, nightmarish thing, but judge the sin, not the sinner, and Take the power back, take the power back, focus on what you can bring to the table, what you can do for people close to you. Don't worry about the world. See what you can do in your family, friends, neighborhood, homeless people in the street. There's all over is needed, the need for us, not for information. It's not, you know, there's enough negative information and not uh, enough for people like me, who's pumping it out there saying these things now it's a matter of also bring it back into your heart and start doing something for the world and see what gives you goosebumps let that guide you and then make this let's make this world into an absolute beautiful incredible place for us all which is it was meant to before somebody took a bite of the apple
0: yes yeah well i totally agree with you early um I, i say seek out truth Seek out beauty, seek out good, because those are manifestations of God. And mm-hmm. um, the good guys are going to win in the end. It is it is, it is written, and we've just got to have faith.
1: I don't uh, know who wrote that, but uh, I feel I'm a super optimist, always been. And uh, it ain't over till it's over. <clears throat> and the fat lady saying something.
0: Um. So uh, please go and look at Ole's... Um, uh, channel um, and and uh, listen to some of his his fascinating interview. I recommend the Earl of Palmer one particularly. Um, well, I, I, just in a word, Charlie Hebdo was that was that fake or was that real? Absolute fake. Was it? It's, <laughs> well, he,
1: it's even now you ask. I don't know why you're interested in in uh, the French ones, but that's. I'm very happy you ask about these things. Charlie Hebdo. The, the place it was moved, the office, it's a small little narrow back street. Once you get on location, you will see, oh my God, it's so small. It's only from here to there, completely so easy to shut off and control. And it's an exactly the same neighborhood as the Bataclan and the, some of the other cafes, the exact same police district so that they could recycle the same people. The same, it's the same, the same. when you're there, it's sort of like, have you seen the JFK movie where a garrison stands like, uh, he's showing one of his investigators, he's saying, we're right in the middle of the uh, intelligence world in, Los a- in uh, New Orleans. The ONI, o- the CAA, the NSA, was just pointing like that, that's Charlie Hebdo for you, right there. And Charlie Hebdo just moved office just a few days before to get in position so that it could be more controlled. Absolute, 100%. 100% and the people that were part of carrying that one out some of them there was one Swedish artist and some Danes as well and then they moved straight from Charlie Hebdo to Copenhagen where the next mass shooting took place uh, at the uh, uh, Gunpowder Cake uh, um, book cafe there and then these people then continued to do they're just operatives continued to do other stunts like that and they just exchange them like this in between nations so one hundred percent, one hundred percent, Charlie Hebdo. And do you know what "chou sweet Charlie"? Do you know what that means? That was the whole thing that everybody put everywhere. "Chou sweet Charlie." Yeah, it's an expression from the Second World War. I spoke to an, a French guy. He said it means I'm an idiot.
0: Oh, it, oh that's that's interesting.
1: Yes, yeah, like that It
0: between inter- I'm Berlin. It means I'm a donut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, so, so the. Um, what the the, the sorry I, I can't resist asking you that the, all the cartoonists and and writers that we were told died and we saw pictures of them and stuff what what happened to them
1: so they're a good question i don't know uh i can say you what the official story did not happen but also the people we were shown you know these uh different artists and, and stuff that yeah. were dead their real age was like 30 years older so they were in the several, several of them were in their 80s not uh, these photos were not from uh, the current, the age they had at the time when it happened but also the Charlie Hebdo theme was not from Charlie Hebdo it happened it started in uh, do you know this whole thing about them making caricature of Muhammad uh, that did not start there it started in 2004 in Denmark there was a newspaper there called
0: Jyllands uh, Posten. Udans-
1: that's the one, that's the one, James, I'm impressed. They started with th- that theme and then that started a whole international like, oh my God, oh my God. So that Denmark got kicked out uh, you know, of the different uh, uh, Arabic countries and there were all kinds of stuff going on. NATO country, NATO operation, that's what we're looking at. NATO, 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 NATO. Okay, so from Ulan's post, and then it ha- in 2009, What was it that happened there? There was a recycling of that theme. Then, in twenty, in ninth of January, twenty fifteen, was Charlie Hebdo. Then that continued to the fourteenth of February, twenty fifteen, and in Copenhagen. Then it continued to Texas. We're talking NATO. That it's this global, like a tour. It sounds incredible, but like you wouldn't react if you heard that Pink Floyd was on a world tour. That would that would make no you know, difficulty understanding that they were in Montreal one day and Sydney the next day and then this and that. It's the same doom, 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 doom. They have very few, very, very few narratives. It's, so for me, it's like the same again and again. And it's like watching the same Rocky Balboa movie, you know, oh my God, will he win? Oh yes, it looks incredible. And then Underdog wins. Thank God he made it. Silver Stella, Sylvester Stella, fantastic. Okay, Rocky Two, Rocky Three, Rocky Four, Rocky Five. When you come to Rocky 34, it's like and here we go again. And then people shows come on and say, Yeah, but what about this one? Um so did you not notice that one and 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 that one? Did you not sort of notice that there are certain similarities? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so here we are again. It's like you started this whole show saying, why don't people get it? I mean, I thought 9 11 and they, they, they're there. And then suddenly this happened boom, the shutters go down and back into sleep mode. I don't get it. I don't get yeah. it.
0: But yeah. I can only focus on me and do. Oli, oh, thank, thank you for your prayers and, and thank you for <laughs> a, a great. great chat thank you for your insights as always Um, if you've enjoyed listening to or watching this show please remember I really appreciate your support on on Locals Patreon Subscribestar Substack Buy Me A Coffee really good and also please support our sponsors Uh, the, the details are below in the blurb below and please come to my gig with David Icke on 15th of November tickets are still available I'll put the details below uh thank you very much again Oli and um let's speak sooner next time
1: thank you so much and say hello to David I met him in 1996 I thought his name was Icky at that Icky. time <laughs> yes.
0: so I yeah. think you're allowed that given how people mangle your name <laughs> nobody was like I had
1: I had no idea who he was in 96 nobody knew and uh but he really helped me uh, that day I listened to him three hours and that just completely changed my he was the one that gave me the helicopter view of what was going on so I'm
0: forever grateful for that he's good for the helicopter view you're right yeah Um, Ole thank you very much I'm going to go and have a coffee now I haven't had any breakfast yet (laughs) Uh, enjoy your Barney day I will indeed thank you bye 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 Dellingpole meets Ike in Manchester, November the 15th. You'll find the details below. I'm really looking forward to seeing you all there, November the 15th. Gonna be fun, bye.